Welcome to the More Than Ball Show. It's episode six, and I am Ola. I'm Sevian. I'm Paige. Hey, Shaquila. Yep, and we're missing Eamon today because she is touring Morocco. It feels like we've got back-to-back holidays coming up. Super excited for all the people that are out there enjoying and living life. How have your weeks been? Oh, really good. Just enjoying a break. And a bit of the sunshine. It's great to see some sun come out in London, finally, after a miserable April. So Honestly, it's it's May tomorrow and we got sun on like the last couple of days. Like, And there was like reports that it was going to snow during this week. Did you guys see those reports? Oh, no. I would have been devastated. Yeah, yeah. They were saying that in some of the north it was going to snow. There was going to be like some sort of wind that came through. I was just like, what is going on here? When does spring want to spring? Does it need a, does it need a booster? It's not spring in May. It'll be summer before you know it. So Seth's been enjoying the sun. Eamon is out there. Yeah, I don't know why I said I was having a great week. I, I fully lied. Sorry, it wasn't a great week. I'm still uh, missing the holiday. <laughs> oh, right. You're recuperating from the holiday. Yeah, yeah, the calm down. I guess I meant a mental break, I guess. A mental break. Aww. But yes, we are back. Today, we're going to be talking about the playoffs, the brackets, how upset or excited we are about the teams that are going through. I've got a lot to say. Oh. <laughs> we'll also talk about the fact that it's start of trading camp and some of the videos that we've seen. And of course, Brittany Griner is back, which is super exciting to see. And Sev is actually going to LA last week. We thought she was there, but she's actually going to LA this week so she's going to be telling us some of the things that she's excited about yeah very excited last week we were talking about it in terms of the number of injuries that we've seen and how that has like massively changed the bracket that we were expecting but I guess let's actually just go through the games and just talk about what were the highlights of the games and whether or not we were surprised about the outcome so let's kick it off with round one the Nuggets so obviously the Nuggets won 4-1 and they are now through what were people expecting what were their highlights that was actually what I thought would happen Happen. But yeah. I thought it would be six games. Well, no, seven games. I seven, thought they were going to really? take Is that what you put on yeah. your bracket? My bracket is so messed up. No, I had a sweep. I had a sweep for the Nuggets. So I was really, really? happy with Anthony Edwards coming through with the resilience to make sure it was a gentleman's sweep and make sure he, he put one on the board. <laughs> but um, no, I, didn't, I didn't expect it to go to seven at all. Do you know what? It's only because playoff, everyone plays different. So I thought, like, expect the unexpected. But I mean, what I expected to be unexpected was not what was actually what? unexpected. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I went maybe X, Y, Z. They said M and L O P. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. went the other bit. Like, I was just like, damn. Yeah. I can't remember what numbers I put down. I remember thinking the games played didn't match what I thought they were going to be. So really? it felt like it felt a lot more exciting than I thought it was going to be. I wasn't really excited to watch in that series, to be honest. That was the one that maybe because I didn't really mind who came through because I, I always thought the Suns would win the next stage anyway. But I wasn't as excited for that series. But it was actually quite exciting to watch. But yeah, Suns v Clippers. Why yeah. are we skipping over? Yeah, yeah, can we first start? No, yeah, wait, relax. We're staying we're in the, the West, West, guys. We're just going through the West. We'll go to the East. We'll go to, I've got things to say. No, well, we're coming for the Bucks. Coming for it, Ola. <laughs> I know, I know. Suns versus the Clippers. What were people expecting? I had the Suns in six. Okay. But I do think with a healthy Kawhi and Paul George, I think the Clippers would have actually taken it. Even though I didn't pick them from watching the series, you could see that Phoenix were actually not that much ahead when Kawhi, well, when the series was there with the healthy players, it, it was very tight. And it credit to Russell Westbrook for really stepping up in that series and holding it down for the Clippers. Yeah, 100%. Very unfortunate with the injuries that they sustained. And it's going to be interesting to see how their franchise is going to move forward. 
with those two key players because they don't even have picks to start a rebuild or, or do much there so it's going to be very interesting to see how they move on as a franchise i completely agree i think with healthy players it would have looked different but i was really rooting for the suns i think i said at the beginning yeah, like i wanted yeah. them to win i felt like they were the underdog in the series that like with their last minute switch up with kd that actually they could pull it through the bag if they could like become quite a bonded unit and i think like they haven't had that much time to play together with that change so i'm hoping that this series will sort of send them through to the next one but obviously we saw yesterday that they lost to the nuggets but i am still really rooting for them. My biggest highlight of that series was watching Russell Westbrook say, I'm back, baby. Yeah, <laughs> same. I rate him so much. He wasn't playing like that for the Lakers, just saying. Um, but I wonder but, why. You know I think Russell Westbrook plays really well in an underdog situation and it just wasn't the right fit. I, I do respect him as a player, but happy to see him doing well in the second team. Not second. He's had a hell of a year mm. and... So next season, I'm very excited for him. And I think I'm going to pay even more attention to his game to see how he's doing. He's definitely proven that we should put some respect on his name. Like around this time, like obviously old videos come back. And one of them was the video of when he was being interviewed. And the interviewer was saying that you did some amazing things this game. How did you bring yourself to do it? And she was like reeling off all of the things that he's done. And if you watched his expressions he was so surprised to be getting praise Aww. to the end of it by the time you answered the question he was like blushing like he just didn't know what to say and I was like I'm really glad that that's not your story anymore that actually we've got to the stage where we put some respect on his name and now we want to watch his game next season shout out to him Kings versus Golden State obviously we're recording this on Sunday so we don't quite know the outcome just yet. But what is everyone thinking? This is this has been a spicy series. I've really enjoyed watching this series. Yeah, 100%. Was anyone thinking that Kings was going to win the other day? Yeah, I believe. But even like, even though that it was on like Golden State's home court, but now Golden State, they're about to be away. Mm. And I think... They're not very good away, are they? They have taken one on the road already. Yeah. However, this is really interesting for me because I'm in a unique position as I'm going to be going to LA, but I also support the Lakers. So I think I prefer Sacramento to play in a series. However, if I'm going to go to a game, I do want to see Golden State versus Lakers. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I want to play Golden State for seven games. <laughs> I prefer Lakers against the Kings for seven games. Mm -hmm. So I don't know right now. But I do think it's going to be down to the wire game seven yeah i'm so excited for this game and I, I actually really want the kings to come through but everyone knows that i i love an underdog i'm really excited i really want them to come through because i just i think it would be amazing for their franchise uh, for the city and so on and i i feel like golden state have been we talked about um, super teams and so on, and they've had everything that they needed to do this time and time again. And I think it, it just feels like it's someone else's turn, really. I, yeah, I really want to see someone else come through. But yeah, we shall see. Grizzlies versus the Lakers. Savian, how's your like LeBron man? He had a lot of words to say. He 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 was holding that in. LeBron, yeah, was holding he was that waiting, in. boy. You could tell like man had that saved in his notes. Like he had that saved in his notes. He like, had the captions ready. Yeah. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was gonna do. He didn't even stop to handshake them after the game. He was like, "You guys gonna disrespect me? I got yeah. this coming for you." He was ready for it, and they poked the bear. They lit a fire underneath yeah. LeBron. It was really good to see him come through, see the whole team back him, see everybody pull together. Darvin Ham as well stepped up with his 
coaching rotations, decisions, mm. and the whole team really stepped up. And I think we've got a really good momentum going forward to round two. And I have that belief. You see how I booked my flights oh, before yeah. I knew they were coming? I looked at the schedule and I said, nah, I'm going to LA for second round because we're going to be there, baby. That's yeah. why you put to LA? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew we were going to be there. So yeah, I'm really happy for the Lakers and I'm looking forward to seeing how we can tackle the second round. And it's really good for LeBron's legacy as well. Performing like this in year 20 at 38 years old, the whole team has really stepped up. I think we had five different top scorers yeah. throughout the series, which is, is really good for our team. I'm really happy for Reeves. Reeves had such good games and yeah. he's stepping up where it needs to be. And I think yeah. for Zev, like I'm rooting for Lakers a bit. I'm being nah, swayed. Don't, don't come over this side now. She want to change. First of all, coming over I to this side because we're winning. Well, hold on. When we had our last in-meeting conversation, I did say I would like Lakers to win. So don't do that. But if you guys don't want me, fine. I don't want to be a part of your gang anyway. <laughs> Who are you going to stick with then, Paige? If these guys aren't letting you in, if they said they're new friends, who are you going to? Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. I plead the fifth. I don't know. Come and join the Suns with me. Come and join the Suns with me. No, but yeah, with LeBron, yeah. Have you guys ever heard the quote, you got to be like pissed off for greatness? No, no. No? No. Alright, so Baltimore Ravens NFL player said it and he says he's like a motivational speaker. Ray Lewis. Yeah, you know, yeah. So he must have yeah. said it one time. And I think how LeBron like he switched in mm -hmm. a sense like he was like he wanted it even more mm -hmm. because of what people were saying or whatever, what was said to him. I kind of felt like he was pissed off for greatness and you could literally see it like yeah, <laughs> he was taking like no mercy and I felt like that's why Lakers is so exciting to see. Like he's yeah. one, he's like the most marketable like player there. And two, it's his legacy. So he's mm -hmm. really like pushing for it. And I'm so I'm really happy for him. I agree, man. It's just the fact that he's been playing so many years and you've just got these players outright disrespecting him mm -hmm. in my eyes. You know, he's the king. He he needs to be respected. And, you know, the Dylan guy said, Oh, he can't go left. And what did he do? He hit like a crucial mm. shot going left so you know he's the man and there's no one that can mess with him i don't understand why these little ones are trying to disrespect the one little little one you know what i feel like i feel like i've always respected the lakers game but i've always just sort of like been like well yeah lebron like key aspect mm. to making that happen but i think the difference between that team's makeup and chemistry last year and this year is phenomenal because Paige, it's exactly what you said. Like, and actually, Sev, you were the one who quoted five top key scorers, right? And Paige, you were talking about Reeves. Like, I don't think we've ever seen that level of chemistry like over the past few years with the Lakers. I've watched back games and I've watched back snippets. And one of the things that I keep seeing is how crucial LeBron has been to telling players where to stand and making the play happen. Like it's literally like they're in training and he's like, and now you go over there, do this, pass the ball, boom. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that energy and that trust that they now have in him to sort of like demand you guys do this has shifted from them not liking what he had to say to them completely believing him. And now you see a team that, to me, feels like LSU. Like, those games felt like LSU games to watch. Like, it was like, rah, these guys, this is poetry. Yeah, literally emotion. Yeah, I was just yeah. watching an interview on Reeves, actually, this morning. And he was saying, like, they was just so locked in. And they're not doing the petty stuff. So, yeah, like you guys said. So if somebody's telling them, oh, you need to be in this spot, you need to box out. It's not, why is he talking to me like that? They're just mm. doing what they need to do and they're, they're unified together. Yeah, yeah. I also want to shout out Anthony Davis. 
He's been playing incredibly well on defense, mm. and it's really good to see how he's been able to perform as a healthy member of the team. And yeah. I think his defense hasn't really been given enough credit this season. Mm. So yeah, shout out to Anthony Davis on the team right now. And it's been a lot more consistent as well. I feel like that's one of the things that has he was criticized for, and obviously in the midst of injuries and so on. But yeah, you're completely right. Like he he has definitely stepped up. But I think my highlight of that series was when Anthony Reeves and um, LeBron did the Eurostep like dance like little shuffle after he did the Eurostep and like after they interviewed Anthony Reeves about it he's like oh yeah I'm so glad that LeBron came over and we could do that together because those are the little moments that keep you going and I was like this would never have happened last year like you, you, you would never have been like enjoying the game this much last year um so yeah no shout out to them man the, the teamwork is phenomenal you can really see it they could do it they could do it so I believe it now but I'm still rooting for the sun. Okay, over to the East, which you guys obviously want to talk about. You've been about. waiting for this. You've been waiting for it. Okay, round one, <laughs> Bucks versus Heat. Ola, take the floor. Ah, ah, what can I say, man? I mean, I think, again, injuries played a big part, but I also equally think that for the, a team that were that strong in the East, they should have been able to do it without Giannis at his strongest, and they obviously weren't. And I think one of the things that Giannis said was they were playing for a championship rather than to beat the team, and Jimmy Butler was playing to beat that team. And actually, when you then have that, you have a completely different attitude. Like, next game mentality versus right here, right now, is how you get 56 points in a game. And actually, I don't think they ever switched mentality soon enough. Yeah, They ended up in this situation, which is really unfortunate. But I actually think that's the best way to summarise what happened. I completely agree. And when it comes down to the playoffs, it's literally every play, play by play. One stop here, get a bucket here. And for you to have the mindset of thinking ahead, thinking of resting for the next series or thinking too far ahead, that's where they got caught up and yeah. they're definitely right. The Heat were literally focusing on play by play, mm. how they're going to beat this team, who's in front of them right now. And it was the downfall of the Bucks, along with other factors outside of basketball. Unfortunately, yeah. Coach Budenholzer and losing his brother in that tragic accident mm. most likely and tragically played a role probably mm. in his decisions. But yeah. with that series, there were definitely a lot of factors that, the Bucks were not focused on. Yeah, 100%. It's really sad. I think it's great, like, as you guys are saying, like, just to deal with the situation in hand instead of thinking, like, long-term. Mm. And that's how it should be done anyway. You shouldn't be thinking, oh, we're going to get through, we're going to get through. Mm. It's the playoffs. Got a great respect on everyone. You know what? Let's talk about Giannis and the little interview. What's mm. everyone thinking about that? So, piecing it apart, these were the things that I thought. So, the first thing is that that person asked him the question two years in a row, and he specifically started asking questions back. Then he stopped and said, you know what? I'm not going to make this personal. And then he came out with bars, right? And I think for someone to be able to contain themselves like that in the midst of insult, like, I respect that guy so much. Like, he chose not to make it personal. He chose... There were so many choices he made that the interviewer could have made that actually meant that we saw the best of him in terms of how he responded. In terms of his response itself, I think it summarizes everything we just said in terms of the fact that he took that as a learning moment. Mm. Just like Seth said, with everything that happened off the court and on the court, it's not fair to ask a team something like that about failure when actually so many things are out of your hands that you can only do the best with what you have. That's what sports are all about. And I think he summed it up beautifully, to be honest, and as respectfully as you could be in that situation. I think it was a good question and a good answer. The question probably was slightly provocative to use a triggering word such as failure, 
after Twice. a loss like that, especially in the heat of the moment, you can definitely feel disrespected. And it was a credit to Giannis for being able to articulate himself in a way where he didn't get personal with the reporter. However, as a reporter, you are trying to get a good answer. And, and from that question, he was able to get this amazing response. With that being said, I do think Giannis's response was great. And it was a nice insight into his mindset and how he thinks about the game and how he will be taking this defeat or this step to success mm. for fuel for next round and building the right habits in order to make this a success for the future. But essentially, they did fail mm. based on the expectations that they had. But having the mindset of how you look at failure is what was respectable about his answer, in my opinion. I think Shaquille O'Neal was like, he did fail. I think that's what Sha Shaq was saying. But then that's a bit interesting because it's like you could have the best night for yourself. You could have like 20, you can have 20-20 and then you could still not win. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's, that's Seth said the word triggering. The word defeat, in my opinion, I'm a bit of a logophile. Like I, I'm a lover of words. I like using the right words. And I feel like the, the word defeat is not the wrong word. That's exactly what happened. But I think yeah. fail is... I think it's a bit far, personally. I don't know. I feel like yeah, that's why I said the reporter used a triggering word there. Yeah. It could have been worded better because it changes the whole atmosphere. Yeah, that situation happened. I do respect how Giannis dealt with it. But then when I heard like Shaq talk about it, like he won four championships. So he's saying all the X amount of years he didn't win, he failed. Do you know what I mean? Even mm. though you could have had like a a career high one year or you know you could have achieved this you could achieve that I just think that the the failure comes with the expectations and I think Shaquille O'Neal mentioned this when you're expected like they were the favorites to win the title when you have mm -hmm. those expectations then if you don't meet those expectations that's where it comes into the failure category if it was Giannis's rookie year and they don't win they don't get through no one's going to be using that kind of language and so the failure conversation comes into what are the expectations and Shaquille O'Neal I think he mentioned how he did class himself not winning more as a failure because he did have expectations he was mm. one of the most dominant players at the time when he was playing and some expectations that he didn't meet them would you class that as a failure though um, in some of some circumstances I would I would say he didn't meet his expectations and so you can class it as a failure, but um, I also respect Giannis's mentality of looking at it as steps to success. And it can only be steps to success if you use that so-called failure in order to launch you into the success. If you don't take any lessons from it, then you're going to continue to see it as failure and you will continue to fail. But if you use those so-called failures as a launch pad and take notes and make the right necessary changes, then it can be the steps to success. Failure is when you stop. I don't think the word failure is so bad. Like if you want to win, let's say a championship and you don't get to that point, you failed. You didn't complete the task. Like you said, you didn't reach your expectations of what you wanted to do. Hmm. He didn't really say much for me. He didn't really answer the question. He kind of went around it to try and say what he's going to do in the future or what he did in the past. Like, yes, there was obviously good things that they did to make it to that playoff stage, but what they wanted to do was go to the next round and they didn't do that. So I'm looking at it as he did fail. Mm. But I don't think he, he wants to look at it like that. No, I, I hear it. Like, I, I Googled the definition of failure because I was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's rip the word apart. But no, I, I, I agree. Like, 
the fa- failures either defined as a lack of success, which I guess is why he flipped it and said, and he talked about the successes that they've had. And I guess maybe equally why I've been like, with everything that they've have achieved, yes, they failed that one goal, but there's been successes along the way. But the second definition is the neglect or omission of expected or required action or outcome. And I guess that's what you guys are saying. They failed with regards to getting to the chip. So I guess, yeah, it is the breakdown of the word and the two different ways you can perceive it. But no, I do hear it. Like in terms of moving to the next stage, the word is failure in terms of everything they achieved along the way. In the midst of all of this, I want to give credit to Jimmy Butler because mm. not not to take away from Giannis and his amazing response and, and everything on that side of things, the Heat stepped up. Yeah, Jimmy man. Butler became playoff Jimmy or Himmy Butler. Yeah. They, <laughs> really, they really, they really definitely dug deep and, and showed everybody in the, the biggest stage what they're about. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 56 points. It's like, yeah, wild. There was one player that was off an inbound pass and he was driving in and it was off the pass and he was off centre and he just sort of tipped it in, was fouled and got the foul as well. It was literally just like, this is like unheard of. Like when when do these things happen? But yeah, playoff Jimmy, Jimmy Bucket, shout out to him, man. He really came, he came through and said that you guys are gonna remember my name. He said you will not fail. Cavs versus Knicks. I feel like this was expected. No, I didn't have I had this as a Cavs winning in seven. Oh, okay. So I knew I, I felt like the Knicks were gonna give them trouble, but I, I didn't think they were gonna make it all the way. Did anyone else have the Knicks going through? I did, yeah. But you know what? I expected the unexpected, so. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that this was going to be one of the series that wasn't as exciting to watch, to be fair. And I still think that to some extent, I think in in comparison to all of the others, I feel like this is one that I haven't like spent a lot more time watching, maybe because I expected the outcome and the outcome kept showcasing itself to me. I'm happy, like one, shout out to the Cavs for getting here because they haven't been here since LeBron. And then I'm also happy for the Knicks because I feel like, New York have really struggled with their... I feel like the Knicks are a little bit like Arsenal (laughs) in terms of like people really always supporting them and them always falling short. Uh, And I'm I'm happy that they're here because the the people need a win and they got one. I'm really happy for the Knicks and I'm rooting for this team. I'm a former big Chicago Bulls fan from the, the Tibbs, Rose, Deng, Noah era. So having this team with with Tibbs, Brunson... Josh Hart and like it's got that gritty feel again. I love how they play on defense. I love how they're just going after everything. Um, the way they're playing is is really reminiscent of those days, and I think they've got a lot going for them. This team, they're playing the right way, and they're they're doing a lot of things that won't show up on the scoreboard with their players. They've they've all bought in as well, so I'm really looking forward to them in this next series against the Heat, and I think it's going to be very exciting. And I actually think the Knicks can get through to the finals. Ooh, against Boston or 76ers? No, no, they're playing against the Heat. Oh, right, the finals. I thought you meant the finals finals. I was like, eh? <laughs> oh, no, just the, just the next round. Yeah, make it to the Eastern Conference finals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually saying that, yeah, I guess this would be a lot more exciting to watch. We've got buckets um, and we've got we've got advocates in the Knicks as well. So, yeah, it could be, it could be the case. And it's great for the NBA as well, having all their big market teams in the second round. Mm, yeah, it's true, actually. 76ers versus the Nets, I feel like we expected it. Did anyone put 4-0? Yeah. Yeah, 4-0. I, I did. I, I think I watched one game and then I was like, okay, I don't need to watch it. 
<laughs> Paige, you weren't putting down the unexpected there. No, that one is only because my friend plays on the team. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, next round, Embiid is out already. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Secretly a little bit happy. It's going to make things a little bit easier for her Celtics, but that's going to be interesting to see of Embiid's health. Yeah, definitely. Did you guys at any point think that Atlanta could do it? Trey Young, do you think that they could beat Boston? I wanted him to. I wanted him to. I, nothing would make me happier. <laughs> when Trey Young hit that last minute game winner, I was excited. Yeah. Ooh, I was so excited. I had to hold back my responses yeah i didn't i didn't think they were going to take it all the way no sevian wherever amen is right now in morocco she's twitching she feels your energy yeah but i didn't have much faith in in atl taking it their team didn't even have faith in them and that's why they mm. booked janet jackson on the same day Miss jackson <laughs> yeah unfortunately they didn't have the firepower to take it all the way to the celtics looks like boston are gonna go through in the second round too with the 76ers being a bit short with Embiid going down at the moment yeah and i guess we're all gonna have to probably do our predictions again because everything looks a little bit different to what we thought and we're still waiting to find out what happens between kings and golden state i'm very excited let us know what you thought and what you think is going to happen now in terms of the teams that are now in the conference semi-finals. So today starts the first day of training camp for the WNBA players. Mm-hmm. Shout mm-hmm. out to our friend, our teammate. We miss her so much, Kiki. She'll be at the Connecticut Suns today. Yeah, I'm just excited for it to get started, really. And for them to just decide on the final roster. Yeah. Do you know how many players are in each training camp? Well, it depends. I've seen some teams with like 18. I've seen some teams with almost 30 players. Like 30 players. Yeah, every team is just different. I'm not sure how many Connecticut have, but they have quite a few. So what happens if you're on the roster? What happens if you don't make the roster? Nothing. You just... You, you're you, cut. You're cut, basically. Yeah. But you can... I mean, maybe if a different team want you, they like your style of play or they feel like you can bring something to their team, they may offer you a trade. I think that's how it works without getting signed first to the team that you're already on the training camp for. Oh, understood. That makes sense. But still, we go to this talk of it's still not enough teams, there's not enough spots, only 144 spots and how Mm. many players and female basketball players we have like competing at this level. It's it's just doesn't compare to the NBA. I think with with everything that happened with Brittany Griner and with the NCAA championship, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on the WNBA this season. So I think that's one positive we can take from that. And hopefully that should fuel it to grow, like people to invest and for the sport to be taken more serious. So it's going to be an exciting season for the WNBA and for all the players participating. Yeah, and she did say actually in her interview, when she was interviewed and they asked her about her resilience and so on, shout out to the interviewer that was interviewing her because we couldn't Mm -hmm. see it in the video, but she was crying before she asked the question, which is essentially why Brittany then like had to take a pause and then started crying and so on. She's like, you gonna make me cry. And I was just like, that that is like, just all those displays of humanity in the Mr. Sport, I absolutely love to see. But she did say that she hopes that the um, everything that has happened and all of her learnings and the fact that she's deciding to never play overseas again, unless she's re- representing the USA, that everyone that took the time to be in that room to interview her takes the time to also put a spotlight on the WNBA. 
And I think like with such a clear call to action, you can only really hope that that would happen for this season. Yeah. Um, women's basketball is on the up, definitely. I think record numbers we could expect from NCAA and WNBA this year. Absolutely. Me and Paige will be at a game. So, you know, that'll yeah. be two more people. Which oh, game yeah. Are yeah. We're definitely going to watch Kiki. We've got to go watch our girl. Yeah. We got, we, Once yeah. she makes the team, because I know she will. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, we know for sure, like, yeah. that's our girl. Like, she, she she put in the work. So, fingers crossed, she's yeah. there. And then... Hit me up when you're booking tickets. I'm trying to get out of the country every opportunity I can. Same here. From September, I'm flying. Like then the, the two people that spent four second. years out there. Yeah, so they got... um The final rosters have to be in by May 18th at five o'clock. Very um, soon. Yeah, and then they'll have some preseason games. They begin on May 5th. So it'll be just interesting to see how the teams play with all the different trades that we have. John Crow Jones that moved over to New York, that power team that they have going on. Are you still going to that team to win it all? See, I, I don't want them to win it all, but I want Vegas to win. Yeah. But chances are they're, they're probably going to win it all. Yeah. You've got Van der Sloot and Brianna Stewart already playing together in Europe. Yeah, overseas. They've played together before, so... Like now they're going and chemistry's there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got that chemistry from another like team, yeah, and, and it to another team, it's just like okay, like yeah, no, and time is quick. Like like I just said, the final rosters have to be in May 18th. That's what two two weeks, two yeah. three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the chemistry helps if you've got that already. Did you guys see Alexis Morris's video on transitioning to the NWBA? Yeah, I did see that actually. What what did you think about it, Ola? So I guess what she said, in case people haven't seen it, like she was saying that colleges need to do more to support players to transition into the WNBA. And obviously she was saying it on day one of training camp. So I I can't imagine what her experience has been and what she's saying it for. And she was also saying that some colleges do it better than others. But I don't know, it could have something to do with what the next two weeks is going to look like and what the rosters look like at the end. When I saw the video, I was like, rah, what's going on? Day one. But yeah, I don't know enough about that transition to know what exactly colleges could do better. What do you think it could be? Um, I think I think that's a unique situation. Mm. I don't think many people have highlighted that. So if more conversation happens about it with current WNBA players, I mm. think that'd be quite interesting. When you look at the NBA, a lot of a lot of players do one and done. So that's lack of preparation also. So I think it's all mentally how you prepare Mm. and what extra work you're doing outside of college, really. So I don't think it really has much to do with the college and more to do with the player. Mm. But you say one and done. I mean, she did go to how many different schools? No, yeah. So what I'm saying is like, like NBA players, a lot of them do like one, one and done. No, no, I hear yeah. you, but I'm saying she's she's so she's had all this. those. She's had many yeah. different experiences, okay, yeah, yeah. Like different schools. You know that most most female players stay at the same school for four years because mm. it's only then, recent. Like they've been exactly. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what what she was like I would like her to yeah I would like her to like expand on that yeah, yeah. and maybe she will because I guess a lot of people are going to be asking the same questions we are I don't know what I would assume it would be something to do with being a vet and being a rookie mm-hmm. of how it just you've gone from being your all-star player in college to now basically take a seat back yeah this is not your time to shine yeah. you may have been number one pick number two pick whatever pick you was yeah but, but now it's a about different game. yeah it's yeah, about yeah. the vet about players that have played in the league for however many years. I just saw the women's basketball Baylor head coach put on Twitter, rookies, don't go and do too much. 
just play hard as you can. Don't try and just set good screens. The basics. The basics. Yeah, just just be a role player. Don't try and create too yeah. much because then that's when you find yourself lost. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking that maybe that's that's what's like mm. triggering her to be like, oh, this is really different. We need a warning. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. No, you're playing. <laughs> I guess that isn't really any different to the NBA, though, in that situation as well. Like, yeah. I feel like that happens That happens in the NBA as well. But, yeah, no, I, I can imagine that, yeah, going from that. And also, if you think about going from the amount of money that there is in the NCAA to the WNBA, that might actually also be a bit of a shock as well in terms of, like, just, yeah, just that in terms of resource as well. That might be something that maybe she's alluding to because from going from like basically being what the second most talked about player over the course of March or something like that, maybe the third, but yeah, going from there and whatever comes with that, like walking into your home court and having all of that respect, they're basically walking into somewhere where you're not known and there isn't as much money and it doesn't mean anything, then yeah, that could be a bit of a shock as well. Oh, I found the tweet. The tweet was from Nikki Collins. She said, the fastest way to get cut in the WNBA camp, trying to do too much. If you're taking shots away from vets, you won't make friends. Play with pace, run hard, cut hard and screen hard. Mm. Watch the vets and drills so you get it right the first time. I think that's valid. It's like you're mm. starting from the bottom up. So yeah. I think that's a valid point. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess the other thing is that that team, like you're one player being added to a team that already knows what works. So actually, yeah. you need to learn the plays. Like, you're not going to come and change the play. You're going to come and do the play. But yeah, there's a lot of humility in that. Definitely. So, Sev, you're on your way to LA. Bags are in the process of being packed, I assume. What are you most looking forward to seeing and being part of? Bags are not packed yet, which is a <laughs> bit of a concern. <laughs> but um, I'm really looking forward to this trip. I was actually due to be in LA during the COVID year. And that was the year that the Lakers won. Oh. very very upset that I missed out on that due oh, to okay. the whole world being shut down but now I'm really excited to be able to see hopefully greatness in action I've never seen LeBron play ever um I've never been to a playoff game ever mm. um and uh, you know just being able to go out there and soak up the atmosphere be in the city during a playoff run for one of the best franchises in the world is really exciting hopefully being part of history if if we actually get the chip mm. you know that'll be that'll be extremely special but also a key part of this is being able to watch basketball at the right time yeah. being on the west coast and not having to wait until 3 30 a.m to catch a game just being around basketball culture and that's super exciting for me so yeah um that's the those are the main things i'm looking forward to being out there it must feel like being in argentina in the midst of the world cup um, wow yeah yeah like that that loving yeah country. yeah because that is like la three teams three teams in the nba like it it is a big deal well not la like as in the state in the playoffs yeah. yeah california like three teams it must be a really big basketball loving place and i feel like you don't really get to see that when you walk around on a normal day outside of playoff season so i really do yeah for sure and i think the difference in, in just just in what i mentioned with regards to basketball culture when we were able to do the screening and, and watch basketball with other people, like see the NCAA game amongst other people who enjoy basketball. Yeah. When you can watch basketball on a Sunday at six o'clock or 8.30, it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So just being in a city where you can walk into a bar and it's just on, it's, yeah. just, a, it's just a different feeling. And so just being around that kind of culture on a day-to-day -day basis, but in the midst of the playoffs and second round as well, for key franchises just really exciting so I'm, I'm really looking forward to 
that next week. Hopefully I can give a little update. Hopefully good news as well. But now I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Coming live from LA at seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Evian, I want a fridge magnet. A fridge magnet. I'll have to look out for one for you for sure. I got you. I want um, golden shoes then. If you <laughs> yeah, me. I was thinking, I was like, what are we looking out for stuff, please? Thank you. Shaq, how did we go from a fridge magnet to Jordan shoes? I want slides. <laughs> I, want, I want slides. Yeah, she bright. Wow. Wow. I'll send you the picture of what I want. I want, you know, those oh house of cute slides with the ones with the zip? Listen, I'm going out there to watch the game, not shopping. But no, also, I want to shout out Quinn Ellis and Tosin Evan One from Princeton, two UK players who are entering into the draft. So yeah, they've been on different paths towards the same goal. So it's really exciting to see UK talent being out there and following their dreams. So hopefully things go well for them. Yeah, no, that's great. Super exciting to see more UK players out there. We're such a small island having such a big impact. So we love to see it. Guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode. It is episode six. Make sure you listen back so you can find out what our stats were, what we've now concluded we got wrong, and join us in anticipating what is to come in terms of the finals. So make sure you comment, like, subscribe, and let us know who you think is going to win. But if you don't know, shout out to NBA 2K because season six is now underway. So that basically means that if you're a player that doesn't really know how to play in the theatre, everyone's badges have been reset. So make sure you go and play now because it's a lot easier to I've won quite a few games. I'm feeling myself. It's been more than ball. See you. <laughs> Love it.